welcome. Welcome to the Polish the Mirror podcast. This is episode six. And if you're watching live, you may notice something a little bit different today. Even if you're listening, uh, if my voice sounds different or it sounds like I'm uh, speaking a little bit differently, it's because I'm wearing a neck, a neck brace today. Um, for those of you who have not been following me or who have not been following the podcast, I had uh, an extensive neck surgery, let's see, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and am recovering very well. Like I really wasn't expected to be out of the hospital for a couple of weeks, and I was out in five days. My doctor actually released me after two days and uh, said to me, uh, he was shocked, literally. He used the word remarkable. And he said, I have never had a patient recover as well and as quickly as you are, especially without taking heavy pain medication, because I was only taking Tylenol and just a really light pain reliever. And he was just beside himself. Like he just couldn't fathom that. And one of the reasons was because before the next surgery, I was living with such pain that it really wasn't that much different than the surgery. Yes, it hurt a little bit worse, but it was really pretty similar. And so it, you know, that was kind of mind blowing to him too. Um, but there are so many things I do in my life to help me prepare to be healthy. And, you know, I have done so much to go from being completely incapacitated to now living an empowered life. And I know all of those things help. And so at any rate, I wanted to just share that with you today. If you're watching live and are thinking, what in the world? Why is she wearing that neck brace? Or you're listening and think, what is wrong with her voice? It's different. I can tell it's different. That's why. That's what's going on. I'm doing well. I have four more weeks in this brace, which means no driving, which is a tough thing. But it's okay. I'm doing well. And I'm so excited uh, to see the outcome of the surgery and hope that it brings me pain-free. So, okay. let's. Um, if you're watching live on the replay, um, tell me. Tell me that you're here. Let me know that you're watching. Um, the purpose of this podcast, it's called Polish the Mirror, is to share, I allow, I help people share their stories of hope gained in the midst of adversity because that's what I have done. That's my life. I gained hope in the midst of adversity. And there are so many people out there who are experiencing similar things. And we need to be sharing their stories. We need, I figured, I thought we need a platform for them to share their stories. So I'm going to create one. So that's what this is for. It's to help people share their stories of hope gained in the midst of adversity. If you or someone you know would be a good fit for this podcast, please reach out to me. It's uh, My website is www.getamyshelp.com. And there is a, a button on there that you can press to apply to be on the show. And I would love to get in touch with you. Okay, so let's get into this today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to welcome to the show Dr. Michelle Greenwell. Michelle, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Amy. It's wonderful to be here and and to and to be a part of such an um, amazing way of phrasing how we move forward, polishing the mirror. I love it. Ah, oh, yes. It's. Are you familiar with my story of how I came up with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cause I have shared it before. Yeah. Um, yes. It's a, uh, like, it's a whole lifestyle, which is something I'm, I'm working to create right now to share with people is the polishing the mirror lifestyle. So I'm glad that it resonates with you. That that's makes my heart happy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michelle and I uh, connected on uh, online on a, an app made specifically for people who have things in common 
And I have just loved, like you have a YouTube channel that is just mind blowing to me. I just can't tell you how much I learn with every video you share. And we'll talk about that in a little bit, how to find that. But I, I really thought I knew a lot about some of the things that you teach. And I am just like, I feel like a newborn. Like I have no clue. And some of the things you talk about, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to know more about all of this stuff. And um, I know a little bit about your story, but I don't know the extent of it. And so I would love for you to share with us, if you don't mind, whatever you want to share about how you gained hope in the midst of adversity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you for asking about my story, because sometimes we forget our story. It gets pushed to the side because we've moved on to other things, but it really plays an important role. And the other piece is it can play two roles. It can play a, a role that holds you back and it can play a role that moves you forward. And mm -hmm. so my role has always been, how do I move forward? And that's what the way I always look at it. What is my next learning that comes from it? So yes, um, that resonates with me so deeply. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, as a child, I was um, sick all the time. So I had asthma. I had allergies. I was on restricted food. I had bronchitis, pneumonia, colds all the time, in and out of the hospital. And that's kind of what my life was. And when I was sick, I enjoyed lying in bed, doing cross stitch and watching TV because in those days, that's what you got to do. And yes. um, mom and dad would still have to go to work. And so I would be by myself and it was lovely. <laughs> so yes. why would you need to be well? Because <laughs> 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 that works really good. Um, yeah. You know, and so I, I became kind of an indoor person. So that's one thing about me that... Um, for me to get outside is hard because I've had so much joy being inside. But yeah. what would really pull me out is I love dancing. And so my parents put me into acrobatics first, and then they put me into um, uh, jazz dancing after that. And then I fell in love with Scottish dancing, Highland dancing, wow. and I became a competitive dancer. And in that scope, I loved it, loved it, loved it. And that's the time. Yeah. So for the people that are listening, when fame was really big. Oh, yes. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so, you know, I would live every week till that next episode came out and I could see what Coco was going to be doing next and, and the musicians. <laughs> and I just lived that whole scene in my teenage years. Um, and I competed until about 16 when my knees became so bad that it was just so painful to move on them. So I went to a specialist wow. and, and they said, well, you, you just have to quit dancing. And I was like, oh okay, my. that's not an answer. Right. <laughs> and not acceptable. I can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. so in my decision to, I'm not going to do that. It's like, well, okay, I'll keep dancing till I can't dance anymore. And then I'll move over to music because I was also studying the piano and, and uh, working on my Royal conservatory. So that would be my next move that in my mind, that's what I was thinking. Um, yeah. And then I got into my twenties and I opened a dance studio and I was teaching dance and I had my family and then my body, I was tired. I was depressed. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't know it was depression. I, was, I just knew I wasn't feeling bubbly and up. Um, I was at work trying to do my best, but, um, and then um, all of the 
stress of running the company and raising children and making sure they were okay at night because I'm at the studio at night. My husband's at home with them and mm -hmm. I got them in the daytime, but he got them at night and the stress of everything that was happening pocketed into the muscles in my feet. And I know that sounds weird to, <laughs> to people who are listening. They're going, oh, how does that work? So every episode of something that would happen, it would just be another knot or a block or something. And so eventually there were no muscles left in my feet that could take any more abuse. So they just shut off. And then wow. I lost the ability to walk on my feet. It was so excruciatingly painful wow. to walk across the studio floor. Mm. And then in that process, I also lost the ability to have volume in my voice. Now I'm in a big room, I'm in a warehouse, and so I have to fill a big space, but you also have tap dancers who have really noisy feet, and I right. have to try to be above that. And so I had a microphone for me to try to speak loud enough, et cetera. And I ended up teaching from a, a bench, and then I had mm. demonstrators who could demonstrate the moves for me. So at that point, I'm thinking, okay, I'm in my 30s. Where am I going to go from here? <laughs> Where will I be by yeah, the time I'm 80? Right. I'm not going to be very vibrant. And that's when yeah. I went, something has to change. Something has to be different. Um, and I started down a naturopathic route, which was helpful. But I went to a dance workshop where I could hardly dance, but I went anyway because I, was, wow. I just wanted to meet this person. And it was Lynn Simonson, um, modern dancer from New York City. And she was in her 60s at that time. And oh, she wow. said, I had the privilege of my injuries. And I mm. thought, crazy. There is no privilege. Wow. <laughs> These injuries, I can hardly walk. And, yeah. um, and then she also said, touch for health. And this is ahead of Google having a lovely search engine where you could mm. find anything in the world that you want. So it took me a year to track down what is oh this gosh. touch for health and where can I find it? And wow. that's when my life transformed. And, um, and I went from being a dance educator based on the way that we were taught technique and the way that we were expected to do things, uh, to make things look right, um, to make things look right for the stage, or also to be able to deal with the stress of performance mm. over to recreating my studio to be a healing studio where I really thought about all of the activities that my dancers were participating in and their emotional well-being while they were dancing. Wow. And so that was the transformation. And my, my first Touch for Health session, um, I found this lovely um, instructor, actually, Greg Webb, and uh, went for a session with him and came home and promptly fell asleep for about four hours. I was so exhausted. But it was Gosh. there was so much um, stress being released. My body was so happy to finally be letting some of that go. And when I woke up, I was so refreshed. And the pain in my feet was less. And I could walk with a little bit more ease. And uh, I spent about a year with him going about every, every week, every second week. For another session and then I signed up for every class he was offering because I was mm. just so enthralled with how this tool could work and what it would mean to dancers so that there weren't going to be other dancers following my footsteps and mm. any of the same kinds of pains so that's my story 
Oh my gosh. Oh, there are so many things running through my head right now. I'm like, how much time do we have? Like, can we talk about this for all day? You know, <laughs> but the, a couple of things you mentioned that, um, the stress pockets in your feet or pocket in your feet. And mm-hmm. I so get that. I know, like you said, people are probably like, what does that mean? But it's, have you read the book? The body keeps the score. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. Is that what yeah. you're referring to? Yeah. And from Chinese medicine, you have different emotions belong to different systems in the body. And so when you overload that system, those experiences and those emotions can pocket into those muscle groups that's how they end up in different parts of the body and Mm. so that's why you end up with that stiff hip or that sore shoulder or the thumb joint that doesn't quite work the way you want it to yeah it all is related to what kinds of emotions are you experiencing what kind of episode did you have and then what did your body do with it did it process it or did it actually block and then you need Mm. to figure out how to let it go. It reminds me of Louise Hay's books, uh, Heal Your Body. She has a whole series of books. Yeah. She outlines the different parts of the body and what's causing the issues or or what system is causing the issues in different parts of the body. Right. And And then the affirmation that goes with that. Yes. Yes. The affirmation. And it, it is so important to be able to release it but like so many people don't know how, like I have, I am, have been through the training on knowing how to release that, but so many people don't. And I just wonder, um, you know, what, what would you say to those people who are like, Oh my gosh, I wonder if my body's holding on to things, what would my next step be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so as you were talking about my YouTube channel and what yes. the kinds of resources you can find, For me, my passion is movement, whether Mm. that's dance or it's Tai Chi or it's it's some um, somatic expressive kind of way of moving. That's the way I love to find the way to let things go. I can do that in a clinical setting and I can have somebody come to the massage table and I could work on the body, but I would really much rather they signed up for a class, they came and they started to participate and they, they gained the tools themselves. That's Mm. where my passion is. So when I speak about things, I speak from that place because uh, for me to to be empowered and know that um, I walk across the floor and I notice a twinge in my foot, I go, ah, now that was not there an hour ago. What happened in this last hour that I need to pay attention to? And then which tool in my toolbox, which I now have a huge toolbox. So which tool am I going to pull out and I'm going to apply to make sure I can release that. Right. And other people oh, would yeah. go, Oh, my foot hurts. Maybe I should take a rest and put my foot up and I'll just wait till the pain goes. Right. right. But the pain is not going to go anywhere because you didn't change anything. Yeah. So, so it's being able to activate it and, and put it there. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And it, I, I believe that, you know, when uh, our bodies have struggled or have, as she said, had the privilege of suffering, <laughs> that it makes us more aware of our bodies. Like I have become, and I know you have too, I've become so much more aware of what's happening inside my body mm-hmm. because of what I have been through. 
Whereas before I didn't really pay attention. And it's exactly what you said. My foot hurt. I was like, oh, my foot hurts. But now it's like, I know there's a reason for it. And I, I can really pinpoint when it starts. Um, whereas before it was just like, it's just there. Um, but I, I feel like that's true. Like you just become so much more aware of things, not only physically, but emotionally and mentally as well. Um, I've yeah. been able to connect oh, internally so much more deeply than I could before, before all of this trauma. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I would love to share with the, um, the listeners to try something. Are you game for Absolutely. that? Yeah, let's okay. do it. I'm thinking about now you've got a neck brace on. So this is going to be interesting because the easiest one for me to do has to do with the neck just because we're on the, we're on a podcast, but people can see me sure. <laughs> like from yeah. the chest up. So, right. But what I would invite you to do, so you're going to do yours just very, very gently. And you already know you're not going to move your head too far. But the audience yep. will do that and you'll see mine. So okay. you can find out how much um, flexibility do you have in the neck. So just turning the head to see how far can you see. And then just noticing what that feels like. And I'll just describe what most people kind of feel. So you could turn and most people can see kind of to their shoulder. And they'll notice if there's some tightness in the neck, if there's a bone that seems to be a little bit tight. That tells us we do have an imbalance. It tells us that there's some stress there. The vagus nerve runs down here. So the nervous system, how much stress is within the nervous system? So what we can do is we can change how that feels. But there's one more level that goes with it, which is intention, because you were talking about Louise Hayes's book, you were talking about the affirmations, making connections. So, and this is where I think you could do this part, because this is going to be a little bit different. Okay. You want to turn the head, you're not turning your head, but you're going to do right. the next part of it. Okay. But turning the head, but this time you're going to think about um, how much integration do you have from the body? To turn your head so if you go to turn your head now for those people listening turn your head and notice what part of the body started the head turn was mm. it the head or was it maybe from the pelvis because uh, i'm sitting down i'm not standing up so yeah. so when i go to turn i can feel my hip help me turn and i know you've got the neck brace on so you're not going to be turning your head but right. if you start to going how much am i integrated you start to turn, what does that whole core of your body do? Ah, it right? turns with it. Yeah. It turns with it. So now if you want to turn your head, in your case, because it's stationed here, you mm -hmm. actually can see more to the side than you thought you could see. Ah. And then you're yeah. not worried about, am I going to hurt my neck when I do that? Right. But how integrated am I? And most people don't ask that question because they go, well, and we're all trained isolated, right? If you're going to bodybuild, mm -hmm. you're going to isolate different body parts to do that. If you go walking, right. you're going to power walk and move the arms. But when you go to move, do you want to move in isolation or do you want to move with full integrity? If you have mm. full integrity, how much more can you possibly do? So that just gives us an indication of how integrated we are when we can do that little piece in there. But oh my gosh. I wouldn't want to leave yeah. the audience stuck. So what I'm going to invite people to do is just yeah. unroll their ear from the top to the bottom. And you could do that too. Wait, now what? You're taking your fingers and you're rubbing uh, your ear. 
I'm just rolling. You're I'm massaging. rolling the edge. Yep. And all oh, the way rubbing the, the edge of the ear all the way down from the top to the bottom. Yep. Sorry, my ear. And what does and this do? Do it a couple of times. I'll show you. Okay. okay. So you're going to do three times on one side, and then you can change to the other side. Rub the other side. And For people are listening. We're, we're massaging the outside of the ear, just rolling our fingers down it all from the top to the bottom. Three times on each side. And you'll notice that your ears are going to heat up. We've yes. inspired every system in the body by the rub. Oh, wow. So in order to activate neck muscles in your case, you completely are realigning how that neck is going to function. <laughs> okay. Those people that are listening on the podcast, you cannot see Amy's eyes, but her eyes change. <laughs> really? <laughs> your expression changed too. And it's almost like, you were, you were sitting down into the neck brace, and now you're not. If that makes uh, any sense, that is really, yeah. really, yeah. It looks like your head has lifted from the neck brace. Oh my word! Really I'm have to go back and watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, That's so, so for those people listening, what we want to do for them is they're going to turn their head and notice how far they can now see, and what does it feel like. And in your case, you're not going to turn the head but you can do it from the integration. Yeah. And you may notice that you actually, yep, you, uh. have, you have more turn than you had before. Oh my word. That's yeah. so, it actually reminds me, I went to a somatic yoga class and I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And she had us do something similar where on one side we looked as far as we could look and measured and then we did some internal work and then checked it again. On the other side, she has a, had us close our eyes and imagine how far we could look to one side, then do some internal work, and then check it again, Inter like with our eyes closed. We didn't move our bodies. We just imagined it, and it was so wild. Like visual visualization is so powerful. I, I use it every day, and oh, my word, but I had never done it in that like that. And it was just blew my mind. Just so, so cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I imagine, you know, a lot about somatic work. It, it's lovely. It's, it's so beautiful to realize where you're holding tension in the body and then how you can let it go and how you can recognize it in the day as simple as uh, picking up the telephone. And all of a sudden you notice the neck gets tight. Just that mm. action, and it might have been who you were going to talk to, might have been the action of picking up the phone, might have been the time of day. It's different variables as to why your body would react that way. But to realize that puts you out of balance. And then to be able to say, okay, in my toolbox, what do I have to put myself back into balance? And then, then you're operating with full integrity through the whole system. And that's what you want every day. Because then you're going to mm. have energy to, to go forward with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So great. Oh, so good. I, uh, one other thing I want to mention before I ask you a question <laughs> is, um, my son said this to me when he was 16 years old, he said, mom, I think there are two kinds of people. Those who, of course I live with a disability. And so he was using it in that term, but he was really talking about people who are suffering. Um, he said, there are people who have a disability and they use it and, and they allow it to keep them stuck 
and there are people who have a disability and they allow it to move them forward. And he said, you are definitely doing the second. You are definitely kicking tail, mom, is what he said. <laughs> but, and that's exactly what you said. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's a choice. That's one thing that I keep, mm -hmm. keep saying is that we have a choice on how we handle things. Like, it doesn't just happen to us. We get to choose the result. We get to choose how we respond to it. And it can make a world of difference. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you shared that part of your story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And if I look back and yes, it was extremely painful. Mm -hmm. Oh, but there were so many things in my life that needed to change. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't going to change it because that's the way dance studios were always run. That's the way companies were run. That's the way performances went. And then to discover that, no, that doesn't need to be true. And it doesn't need to stay that way. And my body doesn't need to be the punching bag for mm -hmm. all of the stressors of my day and all the stressors of the way my company is, is running. Um, it needs to be the nurturing piece for me. And so my day now, um, it has stressors in it. I do a lot. I pack my days, but I try to find the joy, but I also try to find the balance. So I'm finding yeah. the freedom. And if I, if I get up from the stool and walk away from the computer, then I always, you know, how do I feel as I'm moving? Have my hips tightened up? Is What's my back doing? What do I need to engage in before I get back to sit down at that computer again? Because mm. we ask our body to be frozen in front of the computer. And that frozen right. position, we might hold it for four or five hours. Now, if yeah. you think of fight or flight, you hold that for five hours. <laughs> it's a wow. long time to be in fight really? or flight. You know, right. so you really have to, um, I call it dynamic sitting. You really have to be engaged with what you're doing and moving all the time in order for everything to function right and for you to find that joy in the pieces mm. that you're working on. Wow, I had never thought about it like that, but it's so true. Like you are just freezing right there for hours. Yeah. And no if wonder. you're typing, then you've got the pain. Yeah, the pecs are tightened, right? So you're looking at um, that stomach meridian, so digestion, but it's also um, within liver. Um, so you're looking at toxins. So how well are mm -hmm. you processing, you know, to be able to nourish yourself? Those, those emotions that are, are in there, you're looking at um, empathy and sympathy, the ability to have that. And then you're also looking at anger and resentment. So you sit there in a frozen position for four or five hours, you go to make a decision on something and you might be snappy when you make that decision. You go, huh, I'm getting a little irritated. <laughs> it's like, yes, because you've been here for so long. Yeah. You need to let that go. Yeah. Yeah. And then your decision-making wow. process is completely different and you go, oh yeah, I could just do. And then, you know, you're done, but it just depends. That's fascinating. Yeah. Oh my, that's so fascinating. Oh, I love this so much. I want to ask you the question I ask every one of my guests. Yeah. What has this adversity taught you or what have you learned from going through this? It is, is find the joy, mm -hmm. find the joy, take the care and then, you know, know where you're going, know what your final pieces are so that you, you are on a trajectory, you've set your compass and you're working towards that. Rather than you're back at, I'm in this pain, my days are like this, 
I just want to get to the end of the day. That can happen for a lot of people. You're never going to get out of that day. It's always going to be every day will be the same like that. But every day for me is completely different. I might teach the same class. I might teach the same material. It is never taught the same way twice. (laughs) It's always And I'm always learning because I have Mm -hmm. this trajectory of where I want to go and what I want to be doing. And that pulls information, that pulls the people to me, the conversations, and it just makes everything so much richer. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, I love that. I want to uh, pull up your website here. Uh, Michelle's website is www.dancedebut.com. That's D-A-N-C-E-D-E-B-U-T.com. And if you would tell us a little bit about, I mean, you sh- you shared with us some of what you do, um, but what you ha- offer programs, how can people get in touch with you and what in what ways do you work with people? Mm-hmm. So as I said, I really love group activities. So this is a great way if you're looking at changing patterns or behaviors is to become a part of the group. And what happens for most people when they become a part of the group Everybody feels so good every week and you build a family, you know, those classes become family and um, a different way of thinking. So I offer movement made easy because you don't have to know anything about movement at all. And I set up a full protocol. Um, My doctoral dissertation was about the key pieces that you need in order to make transitions with ease. So not with Mm. effort, not with willpower, not with habit building things. But actually with ease, you just transform into that. So all of my programs are set up with that. My podcast as well. So when people are listening, they get the same benefit of that. So I have a movement made easy class. I have a chi integration class, which does a deep dive into energy work. So we can do chakras. We can do soul star. We can do the auric field. We can go into the body. We can work on systems. We can play around all through movement. And so we have conversations around our goals and how we want to explore what's happening for us. And then we use movement patterns to bring things into balance. Um, So I do those kinds of activities. I do presentations. Uh, I've done lots of presentations for different conferences, uh, different organized groups. And then that gives me the opportunity on a bigger scale. And just like what I did with with the ears, um, I, yeah. I like to do experiential. So people go home with some tools. They have the opportunity to learn something different. Yes. I have a shop that has books, card decks. Uh, the card decks have been built so you can use them right away and dive into something. And not yet released, but right, right on the brink of being released is uh, <laughs> for unwinding trauma. I'm attending a conference in Tenerife, Spain. And it, the topic is unwinding trauma. We've spent all year working on this, this program so that wow. it, um, right at your fingertips, you can, you can do things through the day that just walk you through moving out of your trauma and moving into resiliency. And mm. uh, something that isn't about talking about that trauma, but actually about taking action to move forward. Oh, um, my word. So that's on its, it, it'll be up in a, in a little bit. So. Yeah. Oh, that is so exciting. Like, I'm eager to see that. Like, I, I would definitely benefit from that with as much trauma as I have been through. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. The, I do want to ask you. <laughs> What's that? It includes tea. I forgot to say tea because oh, I have a tea wow. company. And um, 
So one of the things for me is about connecting with the spiritual essence of the herbs. So yes, they're good for different kinds of ailments in the body, but when you combine them in certain ways, they have personality. And that personality can help you lift you up, help you gain confidence, help you move forward. And so I play with tea and that's part of that whole trauma package as well. Wow, so fascinating. So are your classes, are they virtual? I needed to ask that. Okay. Yes, I do in person okay. and virtual. Um, okay. A couple of times a week I'm, I'm online. Yep. And I love okay. it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to, you were talking about your transitions. I, it made me think of my son who has ADHD and autism and transitions are very difficult for him. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering if you meant that kind of transition, like, is that something that would apply to him too? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because too, um, anybody who has like ADHD, they see the world in a completely different way. But yes. my goodness, what they can see. Some yes. of us cannot see that way. And so right. the opportunity to go, because I have this viewpoint, because I see the world in this way, here's how I can engage in a different way. Here's where I want to go with the gifts that I have. And this is what wow. I want to accomplish. And so you can pull that trajectory forward and, and really monopolize on the gifts. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. All right. I'm looking into that one. I'm making my list over here. Like <laughs> go to your website, going to check this one out, going to check this one out, get me some tea because <laughs> I'm not a coffee drinker. I love herbal teas. And so I'm thinking I need to check them out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The teas have an intention on the front of the package. Every tea does. And then um, in my YouTube channel, there's lots of different playlists in the YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, so there's lots of ways that you can engage with with the space. Um, but there is a playlist which is just for tea. And I did a little oh series goodness. on one of the teas, which is uh, Mission for Change Community Tea. And that one is a fundraiser for a family in Malawi that my sister supports. There's 23 family members. Right now they're in drought. Wow. Uh, so all of their crops have failed. Um, so mm. we use that tea as a fundraiser to help support them. But also I've done um, videos on what the combination of the herbs do. So the relationship with each other. And then what does that mean when you're drinking the tea? So it's a mm. great way to pick up. And because it's about community, if you're in the office or you have a group that you're working with, if everybody's drinking the tea, everybody becomes a part of the goal. It's a great wow. way to bring people together. So that was a surprise. Oh, wow. I didn't anticipate I would feel like that after drinking the tea, but trying yeah. with different groups and my chi integration class used it for an entire eight week session. And it just really changed some of our outcomes. So, oh my word. I'm thinking like if you're a business owner and have an office, like mm -hmm. make the tea available to everyone, yeah. everybody drink it. We can all get on board the same same goal. You've got your yeah, staff so meeting. Cool. You start yeah. with the goal of our staff meeting is everybody's sipping on the tea and you've got everybody engaged with the outcome. Yeah. Wow. My mind is blowing right now. Like <laughs> really like <laughs> I told you, I thought I knew a lot about this and Michelle just like blew me out of the water. She's like, Oh no, you know nothing about this, Amy. But she didn't say that, but that's the way it makes me feel like, I, and I'm like you, I love to learn. So I'm like fascinated by all the things, you know, the um, remind me what your YouTube channel is called. I have it on my playlist, so I don't even remember what it's called. 
Yeah, people can find me at, at Michelle Greenwell. So you're just going to put my I'm name typing in. typing this here. It'll pop right up. Yep. Okay, so right here. At Michelle Greenwell, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-G-R-E-E-N-W-E-L-L -E 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 -L -L, um, on YouTube. And I'm telling you, from my experience, it's fascinating. Like your mind's going to be blown. Some of the stuff that Michelle will teach you on there. Oh my gosh. I I love learning this stuff, Michelle. This has been so good. Thank you. Thank you for choosing to spend your time here to share your expertise with us. And like I said, I will definitely be going checking out your tea and some of your programs and seeing how else we can connect. Thank you, Amy. And I appreciate, you know, when you, when you think about polishing the mirror and you think, okay, I've polished the mirror and I'm looking in it and I'm, I'm checking out that reflection. Where am I going? What do I want to do? When you look in the mirror, you can see behind you. But where yeah. do you want to see going forward? And after you've polished mm -hmm. that mirror, my goodness, what is possible? Because you can wash away all those limiting beliefs. And then yeah. you can ask the question, is it true that I'm sitting here because I need to be here? Or what can I do differently? And I think your story and my story, and I know others that are, are going to follow on the podcast, to be able to say, that's not the end of the story. That's the start of the story. Yes. And the richness of, a, of an incredible story. Yeah. Yes. It, and like you said, it is so important to share your story because mm -hmm. I loved what you said that it can be, I don't remember how you said it, but it can be something that is hurtful or it can, it can be something that's helpful mm -hmm. and really it, but it takes vulnerability. You know, that's the thing I feel like with people when they will, cause I, <laughs> my husband said, you have your open sign on because people just share things with me, like in the grocery store. I don't even know these people. They're just share things with me. And I, you know, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, that's fascinating. You need to share, tell people about that. And a lot of them will say, Oh no, no, I could never talk about that in front of people or tell people that. And well, you just told me, you know, but it's mm -hmm. that vulnerability. I think that's so hard for people. Yeah. Um, I think if there's a fear of judgment, you know, all kinds of things. But when you can get to that vulnerable piece and realize that you can use that vulnerability for good to help other people, it's so powerful. So powerful. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And you're not going to have anybody where you've told them your story. You're not going to have somebody who says, oh, put it back in the box and then don't say it again. <laughs> Nobody's ever yeah. going to say that. They're going to say, thank you for telling me. And allowing me the opportunity to understand the perspective that you might be coming from. But then it's also going to be um, that opportunity for you've voiced it out there. You've you've changed the frequency of it. Yes. And every time you tell that story, the frequency changes again. And that constant changing of the frequency is when the gifts and the richness start to come out. And that's the important part. So if you keep it locked in the box, there's no change of frequency. It just sits in the box it's just yeah. locked in there stays there yeah. yeah yeah oh i have seen that this is exactly what you described that has been my life like that's the way it has evolved like the more i share my story the more things unlock or the more things come to the surface mm -hmm. um, that allow me to help more people um yeah. so anyway if if nothing else if you have a story everyone has a story i believe everyone has a story worth sharing um, some people like me at first just don't think it's worth sharing. And so, man, if you would like to share a story, um, 
just contact me, reach out to me, send a message, type a comment, somehow get in touch with me. And I would love, love to help you share your story or just be a listening. I would love to listen to you share your story with just me. If you want to just share it with me, um, because it's so powerful. Like Michelle said, even just getting it out, just saying the words out loud is a very powerful thing. So reach out to me if you would like to do that. Michelle, thank you again for being here, for teaching us, for helping thank us you. learn these things. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would love, we're going to stay connected, but my gosh, I would love to do something, collaborate with you in some way. I think it would be so fun. We need to figure out a way to do that for sure. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. We awesome. Out because, what it is. As, and and your, again, your podcasters can't see, but your face is just so lifted. Um, from that tiny little piece. And it's just, it's been wonderful to watch that. And so I know there's, you know, your story is just going to magnify as you come through with this next piece of recovery. And uh, it's, it's yeah. so exciting to be a part of your story. Um, Aww, and what's happening. Amazing. So I look forward oh. to more. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so, so much. Oh my goodness. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. If you want to catch the other episodes, uh, it's hashtag Polish the Mirror podcast. It streams live on lots of places, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, I can't remember what else. Lots of places. And then uh, the podcast also, I will upload it and it will be on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, all of those so that you can find it there under Polish the Mirror. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Um, like I said, I'm going to put my website up here one more time. It's www.getamyshelp.com, G-E-T-A-M-Y-S-H-E-L-P. Um, if you would like to reach out to me for anything, then I would be happy to help listen and guide you along in the right direction if you need help with that. Okay. Until next time, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I will be back next week with episode seven. Bye.